When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Good to have you with us here today as we start in here on a uh, another show on this uh, Thursday here in early August. It is August the 4th. Of the year 2022. Good to have you with us. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our um, phone line numbers. The uh, text line available to you right now. Castle Heating and Cooling at 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at wdws.com. As you just heard Gene Honda mention uh, a minute ago. Great to have you with us. No matter how you're listening. Streaming. Live on the radio. Out and about. Driving in your car. Uh, radio is one of those great mediums that can go anywhere with you, and uh, we're glad to have you along here today. If you miss any of the shows along the way, you can certainly go back and go to our website at wdws.com and click on the podcast and get the shows that you missed along the way. I had a busy, busy show yesterday. Today, we're going to open line here this first hour, and originally we were going to have uh, Chris Kester in part of the second hour from the City of Champaign Public Works, but he needs to reschedule. So we've got him out for a week from today, so I apologize for that if you were um, looking forward to talking construction and uh, had some road repair issues you wanted to bring up with him to bring to his attention. Uh, It'll be next Thursday at 10 o'clock. So we'll just have open line there uh, for a good chunk of the 10 o'clock hour. And then at 1040, the cast members from Shrek the Musical, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company at the Virginia Theater this weekend, starting tonight actually. And we'll have some young people in and do that for you at about 1040 or 1045 at the end of the show. And that's what we have for you today. Tomorrow, we'll do two hours uh, with open line. We'll have Jim Dye sit in with me for the second half of that in the 10 o'clock hour. We've got some other things coming up. Uh, Coming up in Mondays near the end of August, we get close to football season. We'll renew our Monday morning quarterback shows. And, in fact, our uh, first show will be... They're the week of the first uh, college football game on the uh, 22nd of uh, August on that Monday. We'll uh, do a show, and uh, we'll have Lauren Tate sitting with us. We'll do an hour that day at 10 o'clock because we're just getting started, and then we'll do the two hours on Monday morning starting after that. But uh, Jason Benetti will join us in that first show 
just named the number two voice with Fox Sports in college football and a broadcaster with the White Sox, guy I've known for a long time, who's done very well for himself, there's no doubt. So anyway, Jason Benetti coming up in a few weeks, and we've got our Illini Fridays, got a little twist to that we'll uh, do as well. So lots of things happening here in the month of August as we get ready for the football season. All right, 217-356-9397 is the phone number and the text line, 217-351-5357. Some of the other things happening here, there's some electoral college reform ideas out there. And uh, there's a bill, I guess, being put together that's kind of a bipartisan effort. The Cato Institute has a, I think it's a 24-page article on ways to kind of improve or update the original Electoral College Act, which was passed after the uh, hotly disputed and very uh, almost started another civil war, almost, uh, 1876 election. They updated the Electoral College, how the votes are counted in the Electoral College in Congress on a certain day in the uh, near the opening session of uh, the Congress and so forth, and what Congress is allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do and what the states do and so forth. It's a pretty interesting reading, but uh, I've been reading through that. It's pretty detailed. I'm not going to read it all today to you, but if you want to look it up, pretty interesting uh, article on that that's out there. Happy birthday to Barack Obama, the former president, 61 today. Roger Clemens is 60. China saber-rattling with Taiwan. You know, the uh, Speaker of the House just there, of course, in Taiwan. And that's got the Chinese pretty upset. They basically got the island surrounded doing military exercises, firing missiles over the island, et cetera, et cetera. The WNBA star, Griner, uh, pleading for her uh, situation there uh, in Russia. That's happening. Walmart announcing layoffs amid lower profit forecasts. The president's still positive with COVID. He remember he had COVID, then he was clear, and then he was back at it again. A pro-life defeat in Kansas that uh, surprised a lot of folks. But when you when you think about it, I mean that was, you know, whether you win or lose in the in the states, that's basically what people have argued for years. Legal folks too have said that's where Roe versus Wade originally short-circuited the process of what's supposed to happen. Let the states figure it out uh in that regard and uh let the let the legislatures and that's what Kansas did and they were trying to pass an amendment regarding uh restrictions on abortions and it failed spectacularly failed i mean by a 3 to 1 margin or whatever it was 2 thirds to to 1 third so what does that mean going forward uh lots of rain locally how much rain did you get neil street was flooded some of the areas that normally get flooded were um a lot of water last night and uh, Kristen Cinema, the Arizona senator, the last holdout, and not saying much on this bill that Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer finally agreed to, kind of the what's left, and it's still a big bill, don't get me wrong, but what's left of the Build Back Better bill that was uh, gummed up there in the works earlier this year. City Council in Champaign to revisit agreement on McKinley Field. An argument over smoking may have led to a Rantoul woman's beating death. All of that in the news today, and a little bit of fun, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Some history on uh, cookies, chocolate chip cookies in particular. All of that straight ahead here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line up until about 1040 today, and then the theater company, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company with Shrek the Musical. 
All of that today on a busy Thursday. Hope you got some rain. We needed it. 9-13 at DWS. All right, glad you're with us on a, a penny for your thoughts here. 917. Had some heavy rain last night. How much rain did you get? By the way, just want to mention here, this is uh, live radio as we go here, but we are having some issues with our um, telephone, and our technical folks are working on them as we speak. A lot of flashing lights here as I'm looking down <laughs> as they test things. I don't know if the lines got wet with all the rain or what, what was going on, but they're working on it. So if you want to reach us right now, the best way to do it is through text or email. Those are running. So uh, 217-351-5357. Just reach us on the text line by Castle Heating and Cooling. Or you can email us if you want to go that route for now. Two one, uh, uh, talk at WDWS.com. Right now our phone lines are having an issue and they're working on them. I wouldn't know where to begin to start to fix them. So we've got folks that get paid to do that. So they're working on it. All right, uh, somebody texted in about China, and they said saber-rattling. I'd call it a temper tantrum, LOL. <laughs> well, they they were not very happy about it, about her going to uh, Taiwan in the first place. Taiwan has always been a very sensitive diplomatic issue. And, of course, it was years ago, a few decades ago, that uh, you know the policy was we recognize Taiwan. And now it's kind of a, well, we know you're there, but we're recognizing China. People's Republic of China instead. And there's always been this big diplomatic dance that that has gone on. Uh, China claiming Taiwan is one of its own provinces. And Taiwan says, no, we're an independent country. And, of course, that's where uh, Chiang Kai-shek fled after they lost the Civil War with the Chinese communists and Mao Zedong back in 1949. And they've been there ever since. And they're one of our biggest trading partners. That's another factor in all of that. But anyway, it's a lot of tension there and a lot of missiles flying around, a lot of ships, and there's the, uh, sometimes it's called Formosa, there's Strait of Formosa there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with that. All right, let's see uh, what else is happening here today. I do want to mention a couple of our sponsors here along the way. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, we appreciate them. And they've got some great reviews. Haley in Tolono says your company was exceptional throughout the whole process. I would recommend you to anyone. My vehicle looks amazing. They also know the repair business inside and out, and they can help get you through what is a very, very tough process. Let's say that. And it's very frustrating. Uh, some of the other comments, you went above and beyond what was needed to repair the estimate. Top quality, good job, excellent appearance of your building, extremely polite people. All of those things people say about Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. South side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospects exits, where you can find them. So uh, get a free estimate. Just help smooth out that process for you, which is very frustrating when you've had an accident or your car is dinged up. Never a good time for any of that, right? 920 at DWS. All right, I think, I think we've got the phones working. All right, let's go to Benny. Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you today? Good. They got through. That's good. Yeah, I, I thought I, I had to dial the wrong number or something, <laughs> and I couldn't send a text on this, and it would have been way too long. So I wanted to talk about Vin Scully for a few minutes, if, there, if time allows. Yes, sir. 
Okay, well, here's one of the things that people may not remember, but I have a good recollection of this. There was a CBS sports program. Uh, I believe it was in, like, uh, say, the late 70s and maybe into the early 80s. And the name of the, of the program that Vin did is called Challenge of the Sexes. And his co-host was Phyllis George, who used to uh, be on the NFL today with Brent Musburger, Irv Cross, and Jimmy the Greek Snyder. And people may not remember that show, that program, but uh, they had a lot of uh, different sports on there, like uh, men versus women. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something that uh, people may not remember him doing. And uh, another thing, uh, now do you remember the 1974 World Series between the Dodgers and the Oakland A's? I do remember the World Series. Yeah, one of the okay, third one. Well, was it the third one in a row the A's won? Uh, right? Yeah, they won in 72, 73, and 74, and yeah. that was not one of my favorite teams. But anyway, the, I bring that up because, you see, NBC was uh, doing that series with Kurt Gowdy and Tony Kubek, and Ben Scully was on that broadcast. What NBC used to do back in the day was to have, uh, I think they call it either a guest broadcaster or a guest announcer. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the National League City, which was Los Angeles, Vin Scully came on with Kurt and Tony, and Kurt and and Vin would split up the play-by-play. That's that's how they did that. And then when they moved to the the, the, uh, American League City, which was Oakland, Monty Moore, who was the A's broadcaster, he came on with Kurt, and they'd split the play-by-play in that World Series. So that was something I wanted to bring up as well. And then uh, in 1984, when uh, Vince Scully was working with Joe Gargiola, uh, you remember, you know, on the game of the week, one of the games was the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox on a Saturday. And Jack Morris was throwing, uh, was pitching for the Detroit Tigers. And he threw a no-hitter. Hmm. And then he called that one with Joe. And at the, well, when Jack Morris made the final out, Vince said, and he has his no-hitter. I, I remember that very well. My dad and I were watching that game. And, of course, in that very same year of 84, there was that World Series between the Detroit Tigers and the San Diego Padres. And, yep. uh, and, uh, and on a Sunday, the Tigers, they clinched it. And, of course, in the old Tiger Stadium, one of my favorite players, Kurt Gibson, hits a home run in the upper deck. And, of course, Dick Williams, who's the former A's manager and managed the Padres, I think he should have took Goose Gossage out of that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was pulling for the Tigers. Isn't that interesting? And, you yeah. Know, how, yeah. How, how you remember all that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, it, and it doesn't get old when you hear the 1980s, uh, watch and hear Vince call it the 1986 World Series, especially, you know, Game 6, but especially for me, Game 7, especially when Ray Knight hits that home run in, in Game 7 and runs around the bases and he's pumping his fist with his right arm because I was so happy for Ray because – I was a big fan of Ray Knight because he started his career with the Cincinnati Reds, the team that I grew up sure, with. Sure. So I, I was very happy for Ray getting a ring. 
And then, of course, with Kurt Gibson's home run with the Dodgers, you know, that never gets old for me. I, no. I just I just love it so much. And I was a fan of Kurt Gibson. My dad was a Dodgers fan. I root for the Dodgers. But I was concerned because, you know, that Gibson was supposed to be on the D, on the disabled list. And the thing was, though, I didn't think the Dodgers had a chance to win the World Series without Gibson in the lineup. And sure enough, he's coming out of the dugout yeah. there. And I'm and you know, I turned to my dad, I said, I, I can't I couldn't believe he came out there. And yeah. I thought, what's he gonna do? I mean, I don't think he's gonna get a home run. Now maybe a, a, a base hit, maybe or a double, but you know, when you see him rounding the bases, you know, I you know, I I had concerns, but sure enough he hits that home run and it get, and that got me to my feet when Ben called that. Oh yeah, you know. Yep, yep. Ben had a call on that. Jack Buck had a great call, and we probably oh, yeah, we can probably find it somewhere. Too. Yeah, I can't believe what I just saw. Yeah, uh, well, that, I that's, couldn't that's, believe it. Either. Yeah, that's right. I that's right. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing, uh, Brian, about Ben. Now there was a book that that came out. I'm sorry, I don't remember the year, but the title is called "Pull Up a Chair." Yep. Yeah, it was about yep. Ben's career. Yeah, I've got that and, book. Uh, he was. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay, you got that. Okay, I, I didn't it. know if you had that book or remembered it because he would tell you when he would come on, pull up a chair, and that's you right. know, I like that. Yep, that's so, exactly uh, what he did. To thank you for letting me come on to uh, to talk about Vin Scully. Very good, Benny. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You have a good day. All right, we'll see you around. Thank you, sir. Nine twenty-six at DWS. Vin had so many great memories and. Uh, you, if you went on uh, YouTube yesterday or just clicked on Vin Scully, there were there were <laughs> there are tons and tons and tons of audio clips of just unbelievable calls. The the catch, you know, the uh, Joe Montana Dwight Clark catch for San Francisco in the NFC Championship game over the Cowboys. Uh, there was a great he had a Jim Hart to uh, somebody that was a great uh, catch. He had great games that he called. I mean, he was uh, he was ubiquitous. He could, and a friend of mine told me that he even, Ben even did as Benny mentioned, I think game shows. Because I don't know how much he was making with the Dodgers early in his career, but he was hosting game shows on the side. So that's a pretty interesting career, pretty remarkable, and did it up till close to ninety years old. Uh, Nine twenty-seven at DWS. Carl's with us. Hi, Carl. Good morning. Hey, uh, Brian. You you already mentioned about uh, Vin Scully doing NFC football, uh, yeah, and stuff. So I won't talk about that. But uh, I do want to say, as I think personally, Ernie Harwell was pretty close to Vin Scully mm-hmm. as far as being a quality play-by-play uh, play man. Oh yeah, myself. Yep. So. Yep, he was famous so, for uh, here. Here's the one. Here's the delivery. Here's the one-two delivery. He said that a lot. He had a really unique, distinct sound. Very, very relaxing. Yeah, uh, I did want to ask. I was thinking about with the trade deadline uh, the other day. I was thinking if there were if you had a situation as far as being in charge of flying people out. If you had a situation where you had three guys at one time, one going to Boston, one going to um, 
California or something. Did you ever have a situation like that with the trade deadline? Uh, I'm trying to think. On the plane? Um, well, in the minor leagues I did, uh, probably with the AAA, because if there was somebody traded from – because I did the AAA team for the Rangers, Texas Rangers in Oklahoma City. If somebody from Texas got traded, uh, then maybe there was an opening at the – major league level for texas that i had to get guys from oklahoma city to the airport to get to texas uh, so it probably affected me more that way but at the major league level they have traveling secretaries that that do all that so if you you know well, well what i mean is when you you know they traded a lot of minor league they trade a lot of minor league players and mm-hmm. send them all someplace oh yeah i was just wondering if you had to get everybody in the car <laughs> yeah had a bunch of people traded, had to get them in a car and send them off to various different venues. And oh, stuff. sure, yeah, even yeah, from even minor league to minor league, yeah. Oh, oh, sure. Yep, I'm sure I did. Because <laughs> I was the broadcaster slash traveling secretary um, for that kind of stuff. The trainer, we had an athletic trainer that traveled with us, too. He handled more of the buses and the hotels. I had the planes. So, yeah. Uh, so, um, an interesting fact I found out yesterday, I looked it up, uh, um, Brett Bielema has 13, has coached 13 less games than John McAvick, but he's got five more wins than John McAvick had. So, uh, say that again? He McAvick had... Oh. McAvick coached 180 games. Okay. As a head, co- head I see. college coach. As a head college coach, yeah, okay. And then Brett Bielema has 167 as a head co- coach. Hmm, okay. But he has five more victories. I see. Yeah, well. So. He got off well, to a great start with Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I had I got into a discussion about uh, with Bob Osmus and about uh, Brett Bielema. Uh, I think he's the best coach hire, head coach hire, in in my lifetime. And uh, Bob Osmus brought up uh, <laughs> Makovic, mm-hmm. and so so I looked it up for comparison. Yeah, I find it kind of interesting. Well, so, we gotta we gotta start getting back to bowl games again because Makovic had a string of those, that's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, four. Yep. Well, right now that's a and string so, for us. We we got we gotta get to one here again. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, All right. have a good weekend. All right. Brian. Thank you. You too, Carl. Good to hear from you. Bye. Yeah, Brett Bielema, the the um, got off to such a great start at Wisconsin. Of course, took over for Barry Alvarez and. Um, I've had I've had other coaches, you know, around in the in the coaching profession that have told me if you know if he can't do it, nobody can because he's he is so organized and so detailed and has won at such a high level that uh, he knows what he's doing. And we'll uh, we'll see what he does this year. We'll know here starting August twenty seventh, nine thirty two. Let me get to CBS News. We'll get back to your calls here and texts and emails. We do have the phones working again, so. That's good. Thanks to our crew for getting that fixed. Here's CBS. Nine thirty-seven. 
Headed for a high of 81, where it's 76 degrees. Got a lot of rain. At least we did here locally. And I know further south, you go down to Effingham and down there, they've just been drowning in water. And, of course, you had all those deaths from the flooding in eastern Kentucky. Let's go back to the phones. Rob rated through the news. How you doing, Rob? How you doing, Brian? Hey, I want to call about the Aaron Ammons interview yesterday. And it has nothing to do with his his county clerk job, but just uh, just the constant lies and everything that are being told. I'm, we can go through multiple things, and I'm going to tie it into one thing at the very end, but we can go back to the purse deal with his wife. I mean, there's no other way to do it. There, there, there was a, That was not right and was not handled correctly. We can also talk about his daughter when she was running for that county office, and supposedly she was receiving them letters that were threatening her and that turned out to be self-writ they from within they wrote them letters but to tie in and insult everybody out there that the felony relief thing was done like everybody else's it's just it's just it's just unfathomable to think anyone would believe that you don't do that process that was all done in less than a month and without some political insight on that and to say that he didn't know what was going on and then to say the bottom line where I knew it, it's just ridiculous when he said at the very end he didn't even know that it was going on and he didn't know that he had been relieved of the felony until the News Gazette called him. Come on. I mean, we're not, I mean, people are not that stupid. And, and I, like I said, I just, you know, I don't know anything about his clerk's job. I, I've not had no dealings with him there. But in regards to the other stuff, I just, and it's just that way in politics. There. It's just constant. It's not just him. It's, it's just the constant lies and, and stuff. And I, I, like I said, but I just wanted to call him on it because I don't buy any of it for a minute. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you for your time. Brian. All right. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. One thing, I did look up the story. Uh, now, you know, the daughter of Champaign County Clerk Aaron Ammons and State Representative Carol Ammons was the subject of a male death threat, according to a joint statement from the two. And obviously, Rob thinks that, you know, it was just made up inside. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I... <laughs> It's not good. We just had the mayor threatened, you know, both mayors of our communities, which, I mean, that's just, you can't do that. You can't threaten public people like that, people that do that. I mean, you can disagree with them, and you can let them know, and that's part of the job, but you can't threaten them. And um, uh, at a press conference, this is when this happened, Aaron Ammon said the family had chosen to go public with a threat at the request of their daughter. Uh, he said, we're not trying to politicize this. We didn't write this letter. We didn't create this situation. Uh, whoever wrote this letter is concerned about my wife winning the chairmanship of the local Democratic Party. Obviously, that was the focal point of the letter. But uh, any threats, and, you know, I I tend to say if someone's being threatened, I'm not going to immediately jump to the conclusion that, you know, they did it themselves or they're trying to make, make headlines. So I'd... I mean that's it's just too serious a matter to be to be messing with, I think. So, and especially since it's, you know, their children, their daughter. I mean, that's not fair. Nobody should be threatened like that. So anyway, uh 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357 and you can email us talk at wdws.com. Uh, 941 uh, the text yesterday that said the tape coming out of the tabulator, I guess we're talking about at the one of the precincts, was only to print the number of voters in that precinct, which the tape would be about a yard long. 
Instead, it printed the entire precincts in Champaign County. It printed three reports, which were at least 50 yards, half a football field. I've heard there were more problems than what the texter mentioned. Okay, I've got to look and see if there's anything here in this previous text from yesterday. Uh, there was a text yesterday about when we were working, we could not use the tabulator because it took several hours and rolls of tabulator tape to print the zero count for the entire county. In the meantime, people had to put their ballots in the emergency bin. It was 9.30 before issues were resolved. We could put all the ballots through the tabulator. I guess they're referring to that text from yesterday. All right, to 9.42 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Somebody says, is Jim Dye uh, supposed to be on today? No, that's tomorrow. You're a day early. All right, that's tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour. Let me get a break. Back with more Penny for Your Thoughts here in just a moment. 9.44 on a Penny for Your Thoughts. Got some uh, sun trying to break through the clouds here. 217-356-9397 is our number. Got it working. Text line always up and running. 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at wdws.com. All right, let's go back to the phones here and see what Dave's got going. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Good. I just had a couple comments, Brian, about... Uh, uh, Ben Scully. Sure. I know he said the uh, toughest game he ever had to call was when he found out Don Drysdale had died. They were very good friends. And he couldn't mention it because his family hadn't been noted. Drysdale's family had been notified. Oh, wow. So he had to do nine innings just with that. And, of course, I always remember him for his narration. If you've ever seen the movie For the Love of the Game, mm-hmm. with Kevin Costner, Yep. he just does such a wonderful job with that. It's a uh, at one point, he mentions the time on the clock, which, of course, he did when Sandy Colfax threw his fourth no-hitter. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just beautiful. Had the, you know, it was perfect for that movie. And uh, I can't... He was in the public eye for 67 years. And I don't ever remember anybody ever having a bad word to say about Vince Gulley. Mm. Yeah. it's incredible. It really the is. The first... The only other person I can think of that even comes close was uh, Billy Graham. But yeah. it, it's just amazing. He was beloved by pretty much everybody. And he started in Brooklyn before I was even born and uh, took it out to Los Angeles. And, and Hollywood, it's very hard to be everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. But everybody loved Ben Scully. So that's all I had to yeah, say. Yeah, he did. By the way, you mentioned, uh, Dave, the movie, For the Love of the Game. Uh, I was told by a friend of mine who who followed his career pretty closely, was that none of that was scripted. He did all that ad-lib. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I had I had heard that, and, um, you know, it's just fascinating, the, mm. the talents of the man, and, and uh, he will be missed by everyone who knew him. Yes, he will. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yep, good memory. Thank you. 947, yeah, I'd, I'd, someone had told me, too, that there were people that uh, in Los Angeles – really around the world, around the country, but especially in Los Angeles where he was on every day for months that did not know English, who learned, they say, they learned English from listening to Vin Scully call baseball games. That's how they picked up on English. I mean, it's just stuff like that. It's like, wow. So uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Let's go to Ursula. Hi, Ursula. Hi. Uh, Well, we finally got some rain. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you got a bit? Uh, yeah, sure. That helped. And a lawn could be mowed. So anyway, I was uh, thinking about different things, and I got to wondering, why do young men, black men mainly, uh, mainly run away f- when the police are stopping them? And I recall that I had an experience of my own that I thought I was going to die of a heart attack. I was standing at the end of the exit of the country fair shopping center a couple of years ago. And I was waiting for the traffic to, you know, stop from Mattis from the stoplight. And I went. You know, I was at the end and I uh, was starting to roll out when a kid crept out from underneath my car. And I said, what the heck is going on? And he stood there and I, I come on, even though I'm an old person, I wasn't insane or, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have any mental problems. So I was trying to figure out how that kid got underneath my car with a bicycle yet and okay it sounds like i'm nuts but okay so then i had a you know cell phone and i dialed 911 boy that's a blessing and i was shaking like crazy i was afraid it's going to pass out uh, i really felt horrible you know and before you knew it there was a fire truck police cars ambulance i mean talk about response was absolutely fabulous, but it didn't make my blood pressure go down any. And then the policeman came to the car, and he had me back up a little bit, and he wanted me to, they stopped the traffic on Mattis, had me drive around so I could get to, a you know, out of the blocking traffic out of country fair, and I was off to the side, and there was also then the ambulance off to the side hmm. and they were very very polite and and uh, you know calming uh, they knew i was in trouble with my breathing <laughs> and we never did figure out how that child that child was like oh i don't know 13 12 13 on a little bitty kid's bike hmm. and uh, anyway and so, so they asked them questions and they said and has waited till his father came. And so anyway, and then they asked the father, you know, if the kid should go in an ambulance and be checked out. And that was a, you know, that was a good thing too. And they said yes, and they got it checked out and whatever. But the only thing that I remember is I have a feeling that anybody that gets, you know, in a situation where they have to have the police, that your heart blood pressure must be almost immeasurable. And so why should it be different for an old person than it is for a young person? Mm-hmm. So during that time, the kid doesn't have his parent there and or whatever, and they just sort of, that's your answer, sort of like, I got to get away from here, you know. Mm-hmm. And before they realize it, they are doing it and making it worse than what it is. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, well. I'd mention that because... Uh, that was a horrible experience, and it was my experience. It wasn't the police or anything. As a matter of fact, they were very helpful. So if we could ever get across to them, now I do realize that the police are a little stricter, stricter with 
young people than older ones because, uh, I mean, I had teenage children, sons, and I don't know if they, you know, ever had Mm -hmm. any problems that I found out about. But, uh, you know, anyway, but I thought I'd mention that, and if somehow we could get across by billboards and whatever publicly that please don't make it worse it's scary with as heck but please just stay in place of where you are so that's mm-hmm. all i have yeah, so. very good yeah no that's good advice do what the police tell you and yeah, you know don't right. you know just if okay. you, you save yourself a lot of trouble later yeah i yep. know but yep. young people don't think about that all right very thank good you. thank you Bye. ursula all right, back with more Penny for Your Thoughts, 9.52. Man, this hour is going fast. Back in a moment. 9.55 on a Penny for Your Thoughts. Great authors at the library. Go to Champagne.org, Champagne Public Library, one of our sponsors here on Penny. Hopefully you get down there, of course, for the books, and you can check out a book with a library card, et cetera, et cetera, but... Uh, great authors of the library. Here's one. I'm if I can get there, I'm going to try to get here. Doris Kearns Goodwin is going to be at the library September 29th. Registration required for that one. Sign up starting September 1. Lisa C is another author coming up in April, and Matt De La Pena November 16th. Rita Palooza going on this summer. Join the summer reading challenge for adults for a chance to win gift baskets with tech, food, or music theme prizes. We can watch webinars on YouTube, launch a business, learn how to launch a business at the library. If you have tech questions, you can always get help there as well and help get that job. Career workshops and online tools like JobNow, all of these things for adults, and of course they have programs for kids and everything else at the Champaign Public Library. Champaign.org, the place to go for that. All right, 12 years old, a listener says, 1988, never forget Kirk Gibson hit that home run. Somebody mentioned earlier, I had to run upstairs and wake my father. What a moment. Vince Scully had so many. Remember the 1986 series as well. Legendary, the listener says. I mentioned Jack Buck. had the Vin had a great call on the Gibson home run that beat Dennis Eckersley and the A's in the World Series. He came hobbling off the bench, could barely stand on one leg, and hit a legendary home run. Jack Buck had the call, though, of the night, I thought. As good as Vin's was, I thought Jack Buck's was even better. Here you go. We have a big 3-2 pitch coming here from Eckersley. Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game 5-4. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. Is this really happening, Bill? Now, from a play-by-play standpoint, that's about as good as it gets. So anyway, I'm glad we were able to find that one. So thanks to Adam for digging that up. Uh, Texter says, I agree fully with Rob about Aaron Ammons. All right, I had to call earlier. Somebody mentioned. Uh, Ten years ago, Ty represented Champagne in the London Olympics. Are we talking about Tyler McGill, I guess? Am I right? Time flies. I found this during the move to my new house. I assume that's who we're talking about. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. Just doing an open line here this morning for a good part of the show. With you till about 1040 on that. And then we'll have some young people in. And Jim did this for years, and I, I just thought it was 
And Jim was very much a connoisseur of um, the arts and theater and shows and so forth. I, I enjoy them, but I didn't know shows inside and out like Jim did. I mean, Jim knew everything about every show that was, was ever done, Broadway, musicals, theater, you name it, and was involved in a lot of them as a narrator or performer. Uh, but I certainly enjoy them. And uh, But uh, we'll have some folks in from the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. They're at the Virginia Theater with Shrek the Musical coming up. We'll do that uh, in the next hour towards the end of the show. Clay and Buck coming up. Sports Talk coming up later as well. we got White Sox baseball tonight. White Sox, two games over five hundred, first time since April as they get ready to go to Texas. And uh, their great play-by-play voice, Jason Bonetti, on the TV side will be with us on our first Monday morning quarterback show coming up here in a couple of weeks. And, of course, we'll have all our uh, game day coverage, all the usual things that happen there with our football pregame and postgame into basketball season and so forth. So things starting to shape up for a very busy fall ahead. All right, that wraps it up for the first hour. Good conversation. Appreciate it. All the uh, different topics. A lot about Vince Scully today who passed away over the last couple of days. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, multimedia group station where the weather comes first and then CBS News. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, hour number two on a penny for your thoughts as we uh, jump in here just after 10 o'clock, 10 after 10 to be exact, and 47 seconds in, <laughs> 76 degrees, Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. text line, two one seven three five one five three five seven, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. We were going to have Chris Kester from the city of Champaign with us here, Public Works, but Chris texted me last night and said, hey, I need, to, I need to move it to next week. So we said, how about next Thursday at 10 o'clock? And that's what we'll do on the 11th, a week from now. So we'll have Chris Kester on. So we'll do an open line up until about 1040, got some young people arriving as we speak from Shrek from the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company, and they'll be at the Virginia Theater starting tonight. So they're bringing stuff in as we speak. So we'll get ready for that near the end of the show. Ten eleven at DWS. Again, I found an article, and it's, again, 24 pages long. I'm not going to read it all, obviously. But the Cato policy analysis from June of this year. And uh, there is a new act. They're looking to kind of, I don't know, it's got bipartisan support. It's basically kind of adjust the Electoral Act of 1887 the Electoral Count Act. So there's broad agreement on the need for ECA reform. Proposals range from a broad, expansive bill that could be criticized as overly complicated and assuming a role for Congress beyond the Constitution's limits to a narrow bill that would could leave important problems unresolved by only making minor cosmetic changes. 
Even if no substantive changes were to be made, a thorough rewrite is necessary to clarify the muddled and confusing language that Congress adopted back in 1887. And so there's a a whole 24-page list of things that is being proposed, and it's got bipartisan support, and um, we'll see where it goes. But uh, what they say is a lot of the confusion and uh, the pent-up demand for something to happen on January 6th, which is the focus of the hearings, they say a lot of this has is rooted in the language of 1887 that was just not clear. And there have been some grandstanders that have tried to take advantage of the ambiguity in the language. And I'm thinking, yeah, the more I read about this, I thought this makes perfect sense to clean up the ambiguity and make sure that you don't get people thinking that things can be done that really constitutionally cannot be done because of the wording of what was said, like the vice president's role. The vice president's role is ceremonial, you know, and Mike Pence knew that. He's just basically reading the results, opening the envelopes from each state and saying here's who won the election in that state, and that's what he is ceremonially supposed to do. He doesn't have the power to pull anything, but the impression was created that he had the power to stop it, and he didn't. And that's what they're saying in this Electoral Reform Act is to say, no, here is the, here in words is what the vice president on that day that they're counting the electoral vote can actually do. And the other thing had to do with the timing of all this. They say the Electoral College, and this is where Congress can set the date and change it, uh, one of the things they could do is make that date closer to the day where they actually ceremonially uh, count the electoral votes from each state instead of, in other words, giving it more time from Election Day in November until early January for any of the disputes that might happen to work their way through the states and the legislatures and any courts or whatever. And then when you get to the actual counting of the electoral, the voting of the Electoral College and then the counting of the electoral votes, do that where that is closer together. And so there's not this month-long uh, time in between. So there were some pretty interesting ideas in there. And if you want to go to the uh, Cato policy analysis from late June of this year, you can you can read it yourself. It's um, about 24 pages long. All right, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. All right, here's, uh, again, Aaron Ammons continues to be kind of a lightning rod here, um, pro and con. Uh, Ammons, a text says, is seldom honest with his answers, cannot be trusted, and should be removed from office as soon as possible. Another uh, emailer says, hi, Brian, in my opinion, Aaron Ammons is the best Champaign County clerk Champaign County's ever had. He's inherited a clerk's office that's been contaminated by bad rumors, causing most of the experienced staff to leave. Still, he learned as fast as he could. Every election has been accessible, accurate, and transparent. In November of 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, Ammons handled the most voters ever submitted, most votes ever submitted, the most, most votes ever sent in through the mail, and all was accurately accounted to where no one has ever challenged the results. Those complaining should at least have the guts to approach Ammons in person with their grievance, but they don't have the guts and are just using the media to smear a public official without evidence or cause. Thanks from Phil, he says. All right, uh, Brad also weighs in. So as someone who sometimes votes Democratic and sometimes Republican, I had to laugh about the whole thing yesterday with Aaron Ammons and those who called afterwards. 
Anyone who has been in Champaign-Urbana for decades remembers clearly how it used to be before early voting and mail-in voting. When the Republicans were in charge, all the voting on Election Day was fast and easy in all the mostly Republican districts. But down on campus, where the bulk of the 30,000 students were going to vote Democrat, the lines were horrendous. You saw it on the local news every year. Somehow these Republicans in charge could just never get enough polling places for the students, and the ones they did have had all kinds of problems. Lots of students just gave up and went home every time. Now the Democrats are in charge. They know the Republicans don't trust earlier mail-in voting. So now there are all kinds of problems with the voting machines in the Republican districts or less machines than there used to be, etc. Brian, there is nothing new under the sun. All politics are local, Brad says in an email. All right, very good. Thank you. 1017 at DWS. We'll come back with more. On a penny for your thoughts on a Thursday in early August. Back after this. One step at a time. All right, working our way through here. 1020. Good to have you with us on a penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. One other quick thing on the um, Electoral Act that they're considering uh, in Congress that I found, and it was pretty interesting having to do with the limited congressional and vice presidential role. The framers considered and deliberately rejected letting Congress select the president. The most serious flaw in the existing Electoral Count Act is that it has been interpreted by some as implying that Congress has carte blanche to throw out electoral votes for any reason and, in effect, determine the winner of the election. Congress does not get to decide under what set of conditions an electoral vote can be invalidated. The Constitution does that with a specific set of rules that spell out who can be an elector and under which narrow conditions their votes, their votes are void. Congress does have a role in applying those rules and, for that purpose, can codify them to enhance procedural clarity, but the substance of these rules is not Congress's to determine. Anyway, that was interesting. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones. Ten twenty one. Martell is with us. How you doing, sir? How you doing, there, Brad? Good. Good. Uh, I'd like to give me about two minutes, and I'm gonna talk about two different things. Yeah. Uh, one is about Aaron. Um, I know Aaron for quite a, quite a while. Um, the letter did come to his door to threaten the letter. Um, I have been threatened through the phone because my phone is like a. A uh, public number where people can call, and I try to assist them through things. Someone called and threatened me, but I didn't care to the paper. I just told them if you feel like that, you know, we can come see me, and when we meet up, we 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 can deal with it. Yeah. Um. And what the the new voting machines? All new technology come with a gitch, uh, uh, where they don't work like they say they're going to work. They got to get the gitches, but the glitches out it. And so when we're talking about that. People know this. This, this is new voting machinery. It didn't just the stuff just didn't happen in Champaign. That new voting machinery, they was trying to get it right, and they say it's more accurate than the old way. Um, so I, I hate to see that they try to put that on air. But I remember in both Obama elections, we ran out of ballots, and the main places were minority votes. We ran out of ballots at Monarch Church. We ran out of ballots at Douglas Center, we ran out of ballots at Spalding. And that was for the first election. The second election, they ran out of ballots. They ran out of ballots like 
two, three times with two of them. And that was uh, the, the other county clerk. So the complaints was made the first time, and he didn't correct it the second time. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to think, Martel. What kind of voting machine were the uh, the new software? It wasn't in place then, right? Or was it? Did they actually like have physical ballots that they didn't print on site? It was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 actually had printed the ballots that they posted brought out there that they didn't bring enough. The first time, uh, you know, the Obama election was like a wave. They weren't inspecting them many voters. Ah. Uh, the second time, you should have been prepared. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but the second time was worse than the first time. Because I was out there, you know, doing what I do for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the police stops, <laughs> he would, and when I hear the white people say, why, why the black people run and stuff like that, I'm going to tell you about my first stop that ever happened to me. i never forget it. I was 16 years old. I had my license three months. And it happened in Danville. I drove one of my friends to Danville because he met a game, a girl at a football game when he played. And we drove over there. So we were going to go, go to meet her. I get there. I drop him off. I leave to go to the store. And it was a stop sign, I say, about no higher than five feet with a bush in front of it. I accidentally run it. The police pulled me over for the stop sign. But the whole time, I looked at a 357 Magnum in my face where he called me all kind of different names, using the N-word, and told me to get my uh, self back on Senate and don't come back to Danville. That was my first police stop in my life, and I was driving. And from that, Mm. I can count 13 times from driving a car, having guns pulled on me in like five or six different states for speeding or I got stopped no higher for my car looking suspicious. And so when I went to go back to my car, I, I, I made a joke. I said, what do I do? My car looks suspicious. I don't know what to do with it. The officer got mad at me told me he had taken me to jail. But that's what you told me you stopped me for. Hmm. And here's what I want people to understand. The black experience with the police from this, from early as I can remember, I didn't see my dad get stopped and called all kinds of names. I, I, I was just stuck in my head by the police. Um, it just, our, my skin is my first crime. I don't even get to get judged if I'm guilty or not. I am treated like a criminal from my skin color. And I was actually arrested for killing the police. If you ever, were you here in um, 2004, 2005? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yep, I was. I got charged with these profit. And we notified the chief of police and everybody in the city. I talked to the city man. The day there, they charged with these dropping that Thursday. I was in office with Chief Finney and the community relations person talking about a, a forum that we was going to have at Douglas Center about teenagers. And he never told me that they were feeling threatened. And, he, and then he lied and said he had nothing to do with it. When we went to court about it, everything came out, fell back to him. But, Brian, I'll let you go into this, but I would like to do a show with you on the history of my experience trying to make things better in Champaign. Hmm. Well, I know, you've been, I know you've been involved a lot in a lot of different ways. Yeah, eight, 18 years. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now that the thing they're doing with the stops, I don't mind that. You know, and the reason I don't mind it because you've got to do something to stop some of the things that are going on. But here what I, I, I would say, 
if the police would make a mistake on the person instead of criminalize, just don't criminalize the person like they did Brian Chelsea. Just say, we made a mistake, we're sorry, and deal with it. If you come out where you get sued, you get sued. But don't criminalize them so you can stop a lawsuit and carry it through the courts and where you run this person's lives because you made a mistake. And that's all I really ask. But we got to stop the gun violence. we got to slow down the guns with these young folks. You know, we got to. So I, I see all that. But when you be police and you make a mistake, just own up to your mistake. Have you met the new police chief yet, Martel? Have you talked to him yeah. at all? Or? I, I didn't I didn't talk to the city council meeting. I was actually in a meeting yesterday. Yeah. So you know, I I'm I'm doing what I can to help the community. I love my community. Yeah. Well good. Well if you get if you if you met him and you get a chance to talk to him, I I've been impressed. So Yeah, I I'm very impressed with him too. Yeah. I was impressed with Kyle. You know, because mm-hmm. Kyle made him act professional. But he he but Kyle went through a thing where so many murders and so much and and like that, that's very strong. I talked to another police officer probably three or four times a week. He didn't been to like four shootings, and it's affected him mentally, you know. And right. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Have a right. wonderful hey, day, Brian. Thank you, Martel. All right. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. Ten twenty eight at DWS on a penny for your thoughts. News Talk fourteen hundred DWS. All right. Let's see here. Some more Aaron Ammons talk here. While Aaron Ammons may be an issue all his own. Aaron Ammons is not the real issue. The issue is our cultural commitment to complexity. Boy, say that fast three times. Our cultural commitment to complexity for the sake of complexity. Uh, As any system incorporates greater complexity, it also increases vulnerability. Electronic and mail-in ballots are more complex and therefore more vulnerable than paper ballots cast by voters at polling locations and counted by hand with representative observation. Those challenged to go to a polling place can request an absentee ballot. Simple, less vulnerable. Regardless of ideological viewpoints, election integrity is more of a concern than complex and vulnerable, and thus corruptible. I supposed convenient from's... Hang on a second. Regardless of ideological viewpoints, election integrity is more of a concern than complex and vulnerable, supposed convenient forms of balloting. The fact is, it's harder to buy a can of spray paint in Illinois than it is to legitimately cast a ballot. Election integrity must always faith face healthy scrutiny. All right, that was uh, a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-356-9397 is the phone number. All right, I think I'm up to date. All right, uh, 217-351-5357. Line I Union Bookstore, let me tell you about them real quick. Men's apparel, women's apparel, T-shirts, shirts, golf polos, jackets, pants, shorts, sweatshirts, and sweaters. Be thinking about the fall. It will get cooler at some point. And think about those crisp autumn days at Memorial Stadium. Might need a line-eye sweater for that. Uh, diploma frames, grad announcements, class rings, alumni personalized gifts, law souvenirs, law para, LAS, School of Information Sciences, College of Media, gear, all of that. Apparel. Children apparel, kids' gifts. School supplies, be thinking about that. Flags, golf, home office, drinkware. Maybe you're thinking about some gifts for uh, departing college students that can get them set up. All of that at the Illini Union Bookstore, located in the heart of campus, the official bookstore of the University of Illinois. So make sure you uh, check all that out. So make sure you stop by and see them. 
Contact the Illini Union Bookstore right there at the heart of campus, right there on Wright Street. The Illini Union Bookstore, one of our sponsors here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Again, Chris Kester was going to be with us here in this second hour but uh, with the City of Champaign, but he uh, asked if we could move to next week. So we'll talk to him next Thursday. Jim Dye is going to be with me tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour, so you can listen for that. We've got uh, Jason Bonetti, TV voice of the White Sox, coming up later on this month, part of our Monday morning quarterback show, when they resume back on uh, Monday, the 22nd of August. Got the coaches' shows coming up. Brett Bielema's show on Wednesday, mostly from Papa Dell's. We'll do a couple uh, we'll be telling you about elsewhere with the quarterback club. We'll tell you more about that when we get closer to it. So uh, it's going to get busy. Busy time here coming up here on the radio on DWS, AM 1493.9 FM. Headed for a high of 81 today. Could get a thunderstorm in spots this afternoon. CBS News straight ahead, and then we'll get here eventually to the young people from the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company and Shrek the Musical, but first this. Keep your big, bright, beautiful world. All right, we're on a penny for your thoughts. 1037 as we rejoin you here this morning on this Thursday. Again, tomorrow in the 10 o'clock hour, Jim Dye will join me. Champaign Park District presenting Champaign-Urbana Theater Company and a Jay Howell production of Shrek the Musical starting tonight at the Virginia Theater. We'll tell you about the times and where to get tickets. We want to introduce, first of all, we've got a group of people in here today in our studio. And it's just good to be able to do this again because for a couple of years we couldn't really have anybody of this size, uh, this many people in the studio. But Kelly Nolan is with us, Executive Director for the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. And how are you, Kelly? I am great. Thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it. So you're ready to go tonight. We are. We open tonight at 7 p.m. at the Virginia Theater. And there are actually tickets still available, but you better hurry. Uh, you can go to thevirginia.org, or you can call them at 217-356-9063. August 4th through the 6th at 7 p.m. So today's August 4th. That's right. So, and then August 7th at 2 p.m. Correct. So you can check out all those times. And again, the Virginia Theater. We'll give you the number again. All right, so Shrek the Musical is based on Shrek the Movie, right? It is. Yeah. It is based on the Oscar-winning uh, film. But it's made into a musical that was Tony-nominated. Shrek brings all of the characters that you know to life. And it is a little bit of romance, a little bit comedy. It's bright. Um, The music was actually nominated for a Grammy. So Mm -hmm. it's just a great, great show for the whole family, from grandparents down to the kids. It's interesting because I saw the movie. and Eddie Murphy is one of the voices, right? Mm -hmm. Am I right about that? And, you know, I, I just wouldn't have thought right away, oh, that'd be a great musical. But I guess it is. It is. Right? It's I mean, a great yeah, musical. a lot of fun. All right, let's introduce who all's with you. We'll start next to you, and okay. you can uh, just tell us who you are and where you're from, and if you're in school or whatever. Whatever you want to say, you got an open mic. So, <laughs> I'm Jamel Jones, and I play Donkey, and I am from Champaign, Illinois. Okay. Back in this corner over here. Go ahead and just step up there. I'm Tatum Witches, and I play Teen Fiona, and I'm from Monticello. Okay. Go ahead. I'm Julia Williams, and I'm young Fiona, and I'm from Champaign. All right. I'm Andrea Williams, and I play adult Fiona. Okay. Wow, we got it all, all ages represented. <laughs> okay. 
I'm Kayla Simpson, and I play Dragon, um, also from Champagne. Okay, a lot of people from Champagne. All right, who else we got here? And I'm Casey Long. I play Shrek in Shrek the Musical. I am from Monticello, Illinois, and uh, uh, I am very happy to be in this wonderful show with this wonderful cast, oh, I must there say. There you go. And uh, who do we have on our keyboard back okay. here? Right? We've got Kevin Zoe, who is our awesome music director and accompanist back on our keyboard. Okay. So we got some songs from it, and we'll just kind of give you a sample. And again, this starts tonight at the Virginia Theater. So uh, what are we going to start with first, Kelly? Okay. Well, first of all, we are going to hear I Know It's Today, and that is with uh, Julia Williams, Tatum Witches, and Andrea Williams. They are all of our Fionas. Okay. Take it away. a princess in a tower oh my gosh that's just like me poor Rapunzel needs a haircut but the witch won't set her free she passes time by singing like someone else I know as years go by she sits and waits as years go by uh oh a torturous existence I don't remember this part she wishes she were dead skip ahead skip ahead but in the end, Rapunzel finds a millionaire. The prince is good at climbing and braiding golden hair. So I know he'll appear, cause there are rules and there are strictures. I believe the storybooks I read by candlelight, my white knight and his steed. Just like these pictures It won't be long now I guarantee Day number 23 I know it's today I know it's today Oh, here's a good one It's a classic there's a princess in a coma Glad it's her instead of me Pretty maiden in a glass box How I wonder does she pee Blah 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 Poison apple boring boring Evil queen filler filler Been there read that seven shorties on the scene Skip ahead skip ahead but in the end, the princess wakes up with a start. The prince is good at kissing and melting snow-white heart. So I know he'll appear and his armor will be blinding. As shining as his perfect teeth and manly hose, he'll propose on one knee. And our prenup will be binding About time we set a wedding date Day number 958 I know it's today He'll show up today There's a princess princess take your pick they're all like me not exactly i'm still waiting they're out living happily ever after better get here i want 
puppets. Oops, did I do that? Cut the villains, cut the vamping, cut this fairy tale. Cut the peril and the pitfalls, cut the puppet and the whale. Cut the monsters, cut the curses, keep the intro. Cut the verses and the waiting, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting. What wonderful voices. Wow. When all three of them were singing, that's together. That's pretty cool. The talent in this community never ceases to amaze me. And I do want to point out something really special about the three of them. Andrea and Julia are mother-daughter. Oh, is that right? That's true. Okay. Okay. It's been fabulous. Wow. You play the young version of me. Well, there you go. Yeah, in real life. That's that's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wonderful song. All right. Uh, again, this is the... Uh, Based on the Oscar-winning DreamWorks animation film, Shrek the Musical, Tony-nominated fairy tale adventure, brings all the beloved characters you know from the film to life on stage and proves there is more to the story than meets the ears. Puppetry, energetic dance numbers, a little bit of romance, and lots of laughs. Shrek the Musical is sure to entertain the whole family starting tonight at the Virginia Theater. Okay, song number two. Okay, next we're going to have Jamel Jones, who is our donkey, and he's going to be singing Don't Let Me Go. Okay. Hey, 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 you gotta let me go with you You don't know what it's like to be considered a freak Well, maybe you do That's why we gotta stick together Don't speak, don't speak, don't speak Just hear me out I might surprise you I'll be a friend when others despise you Don't roll your eyes Stop with the moping. You need a pal. My calendar's open. I'll bring you soup when you feel congested. I'll bail out when you get arrested. I got your back when things get scary. And I'll shave it when it gets hairy. 
don't let me go don't let me go don't let me go oh 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 you need me you need me i'll treat you right and never act shoddy if you kill a man I'll hide the body. What do you say? You're not responding. I think we're bonding. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Oh, 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 oh. You need me. You and me, we belong together. Like butter and grits, like kibbles and bits, like yin and yang, storm and drang, ying and chang attached at the hip, but not old lady hip that might break. I'm gonna be on you like a fat kid on cake. Like Cupid and Psyche, like Pop Rocks and Mikey, we'll stick together like that Velcro stuff. I'll be the fuzzy side, you be the spiky. Like little kids who wear the pajamas with the funny things at the bottom, you know, feedies, like donuts in. What goes with donuts? Donuts in. Weedies, you need me, you need me, I need you, 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 don't let me go. Very good. Jamel, nicely done. Now, did you see the movie? And I mean, this goes back a few years. Yeah, Did yeah. you kind of watch it and get an idea of mm-hmm. what of that course. sounded like? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up yeah. watching it. Yeah, and there you go. So you caught it very well. So great job. All right, song number three. And this okay. will be our last one, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, song number three is Kayla Simpson, and she is our dragon, and she's going to be singing forever. Okay. Another day inside my keep I get no rest, I get no sleep Cause when I start to count my sheep You come around I draw my shades and lock my doors Still you come for what ain't yours I'm a glorified 
bright babysitter. No one wants to rescue me, so yeah, I'm a little bitter. I'm no princess, no great beauty. No one ever, 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 ever wants me. Oh yeah, rescue me. Come on, baby, and rescue me. yourself all a hand that's really nice very good you know it's funny it's interesting watching and i'm in the performing business myself but it's so as a broadcaster but it's interesting watching other performers as another person does their song how they're kind of all into it too uh, a kind of rooting for them to hit the note but they know they can that's kind of interesting i just enjoy watching everybody do that so great job very good all right let's get the particulars again Okay. Starting tonight, tickets and all that. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we open tonight at 7 p.m. at the Virginia Theater. And then we'll have a show Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m. and a Sunday matinee to close out at 2 p.m. So four chances to see this awesome show. For tickets, go to thevirginia.org or call 217-356-9063. And tell us real quick about the theater company itself. Well, yeah. we are the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company, and we are a nonprofit community theater and one interesting thing, actually, about Kayla, our dragon, who just sang, mm -hmm. um, you know, our show is made up of your friends, your neighbors, um, mm -hmm. and teachers. And she is a teacher. Mm -hmm. This is her first show back from high school. Oh, wow. Um, and she mm -hmm. said in her bio that she was motivated by students in her class who were involved in community theater and her vocal teachers. So, oh, wow. Um, so come on out and support your friends and your neighbors and your teachers and your car dealers and your dentists and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Virginia.org, thevirginia.org, or 217-356-9063 for tickets. All right, good luck. What do they say? Break a leg, right? That's right. Is that what they say? Very good. I never was very good at theater. So 1055. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Great job. Back in a moment to wrap it up. 10.57 on a penny for your thoughts. Appreciate the young folks coming in and some adults mixed in there with the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. And uh, make sure you check out the show 
sometime this weekend. It'd be a good show. I thought it sounded really good here in this studio. So make sure you uh, take care of that at the Virginia Theater. Give the Virginia Theater a call or look up uh, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company and all of that. All right, the uh, couple of more sponsors here to mention. Folks at Ryan Dallas Real Estate, number one in uh, real estate. And uh, they can sell your home quickly. They can get you into a home quickly. They can get you on the coming soon list. It'll tell you when a home is available. My wife and I walk a lot, and uh, you'll see a house up for sale, and it's like, oh, it's sold already. I mean, it was so fast that it happens. In this market, it can happen. Now, the market is changing a little bit with the economy and everything else and interest rates, so make sure you have someone like Ryan Dallas with you on your side. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, one of our great sponsors on a penny for your thoughts. And another great one is the folks at Roofs by Roger. If you need some roof work done after all the rain we've had, maybe it exposed a leak or two uh, in your roof. And leaks are bad, by the way. I think you know that. So uh, don't let a little problem become a really big one because uh, it can cause some serious damage. Roofs by Roger. Go to their website, roofsbyroger, R-O-D-G-E-R.com, the place to go for all your roofing needs. Roofs by Roger. He's been in business for 35-plus years. He's been in the business himself, Roger Ogletree, for 46-plus. Check out their video on gutter guards, available on Facebook or the website. Roofs by Roger, another sponsor on A Penny for Your Thoughts. And we appreciate We don't exist without the sponsors, let me tell you. So we appreciate them. All right, thanks again for being with us. All the input. i got a couple of leftover texts and emails. I'll lead off with those tomorrow. Jim Dye will be with me. So really, essentially... It's uh, two hours of open line tomorrow. I'll be alone the first hour and then alongside my sidekick, Jim Dye, in the second hour tomorrow. So whatever you'd like to talk about tomorrow, we'll do it on Friday to close out the week. Appreciate the young folks coming in from Champaign-Urbana Theater Company on A Penny for Your Thoughts. The news is coming up next here in about 10 seconds. Have a great rest of the day. Here on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Happy birthday to our colleague Mike Hale, by the way, today. Celebrating a birthday. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.